You Voice Out, the show that gives you, our audience, a place to voice out your opinions or advice on the latest topics and news. Join us here on You Voice Out, where you have a voice. Welcome to You Voice Out and to part two of our show on censorship and the cancel culture. On today's broadcast, we take a look at Chris Harrison, who stepped down as host of the TV show, The Bachelor, over his comments about contestant Rachel Kirkenall's past social media posts and racism allegations. And we'll take a look at TikTok threatening to cancel Eminem over a music video. This is Gloria Cowdery, and this is You Voice Out. Welcome to our show on censorship and the cancel culture. For those of you who missed our first episode, let's recap part one, where we took a look at Gina Carano's posts about the wearing of masks, voter fraud, her alleged transphobic bio, and a post many called anti-Semitic. We also took a look at Alec Baldwin's comment about Gillian Anderson's accent as she received the Golden Globe Awards and the backlash he received that led to the cancellation of his Twitter account. We also discussed the backlash Cardi B received when she announced her new fashion doll. In fact, Cardi B received so much criticism, she canceled her Twitter account as well. In part one, we asked the tough questions of whether Gina Carano, Alec Baldwin, and Cardi B were the victims of cancel culture. We also asked whether the accusations and the criticisms were justified that ultimately led to the firing of Gina Carano and to Alec Baldwin and Cardi B shutting down their own Twitter accounts. If you haven't already done so, we invite you to listen to part one of our show on censorship and the cancel culture. We'll continue our discussion on part two of our show, where we'll take a look at Chris Harrison stepping down from hosting The Bachelor over his controversial interview and statements about Rachel Kirknell's past social media posts and racism allegations. And TikTok tries to cancel Eminem over his music video. You voice out the show where you have a voice and can voice out your opinions or advice. Join us here on You Voice Out, where we take a look at everything from news to everyday issues, and you get to weigh in and tell us what you think about the topics. You Voice Out, the show where you have a voice. Welcome back to our show and part two of Censorship and the Cancel Culture. We'll be examining Chris Harrison and his interview last month on the show Extra, hosted by former bachelorette Rachel Lindsay. Lindsay interviewed Harrison about contestant Rachel Kirkinell's past social media posts and racism allegations. During the show The Bachelor, Rachel Kirkinell's 2018 social media posts, where she dressed in Native American attire and posed with college classmates at an antebellum-themed party, came to light. Other sources report that a former classmate also accused Kirkinell of harassing her for dating a black student. Kirkinell went on, and was finally chosen by The Bachelor's Matt James, who himself is a person of color. Chris Harrison came under fire for his interview on The Extra, where it appeared he was defending Kirkinell's past actions and seemed to both make light of it, as well as antebellum parties. Harrison, in The Extra interview, questioned the lens of 2021 compared to 2018 and said people should exercise a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion in light of Kirknell's photos. Harrison received a huge backlash after the interview, which led to his stepping down as host of The Bachelor for an indefinite period. After the backlash to his comments, 
Harrison was later interviewed again on Good Morning America, where he issued an apology to Rachel Lindsay from The Extra, who is a person of color herself, as well as issuing an apology to the black community. In the interview with Michael Strahan of Good Morning America, Harrison said that antebellum parties are not okay in 2018 or 2021, and that there's no difference. Since the incident, Harrison says he's currently working with a race educator and strategist, along with faith leaders and scholars like Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Looking ahead, Harrison said he plans to be back hosting The Bachelor, and he's committed to progress for himself and for the franchise. Having reviewed Harrison's interview on The Extra for myself, although I disagreed with Harrison's comments about antebellum parties being viewed differently through the lens of 2018 compared to 2021, he does bring up the point that Kirkinall was young and just going to a party to have fun. Harrison alludes to the possibility of being young and not having forethought as to the implications of attending such a party or dressing up in inappropriate costumes. I agree that there is definitely a possibility of this. As for Harrison saying people should exercise a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, I also have to agree. Is it possible Kirkinall was just being young and foolish? But what about another source reporting Kirkinall's harassment of another classmate because they were dating a black student? I so far could not find any other source reporting this incident but the one source. And the report did not go on to investigate the accusation either. However, even without a follow-up to the accusation by the former classmate, let's give it the benefit of the doubt and say that this happened, and that Kirkinall was racist in her views. And let's even say she wore inappropriate Native American dress, and dressed up in period clothing for the antebellum party, knowing full well what she was doing. And what these things meant as being denigrating towards other races and cultures. Let's say Kirkinall did this all with her eyes wide open. Well, let me ask you this. Did Kirkinall change? Did she not enter the series, The Bachelor, knowing full well that Matt James, who would be choosing one of the contestants, was black himself? Wouldn't someone who is racist withdraw as soon as they found out that the bachelor himself was a person of color or from another culture they didn't like? Think about this. Rachel Kirkinall did not withdraw at any point during the show. In fact, when Kirkinall's past came to light during The Bachelor, she continued on. Regardless of the controversy, Bachelor Matt James eventually chose Kirkinall over all the other contestants. So if Rachel Kirkinall was still racist, why go all the way through with it? Kirkinall even took responsibility and apologized for her posts and past behavior as well. So whether Kirkinall was being racist in 2018, or she was just being young and foolish, does her past behavior mean she's the same person now? And if she took responsibility for her past, is Harrison correct? Should people show a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion? Should Harrison have stepped down? Does he need a race educator and strategist? If it's over his comments about antebellum parties being viewed differently in 2018 as opposed to 2021, should he have stepped down and required a race educator? Or 
should someone have just pulled him aside and corrected him about antebellum parties never being okay? Should he, like Kirkinall, have just taken responsibility and apologized immediately, then continue on with the show, as Kirkinall did? Was this an overreaction to his interview with Rachel Lindsay? Was pressure from the politically correct or cancel culture mob the culprit that led to Harrison stepping down? Was this the real motivation of a second interview on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan? Or Harrison needing a race educator? What do you think? Let us know in the comments to this broadcast or visit us at YouVoiceOut and contact us with your thoughts on the controversy. After our commercial break, we'll take a look at TikTok trying to cancel Eminem over one of his music videos. You Voice Out, the show where you have a voice and can voice out your opinions or advice. Join us here on You Voice Out or catch our show on YouVoiceOut.com and let us know your opinions on news and everyday topics. Welcome back to part two of Censorship and the Cancel Culture, where we continue our discussion and take a look at TikTok trying to cancel Eminem over his 2010 music video collaboration with Rihanna called Love the Way You Lie. In February of this year, Gen Z discovered Eminem's 2010 music video. By the way, for those of you who aren't familiar, Gen Z refers to the generation of those who currently range from 7 to 22 years of age. That's right, you heard me. 7 to 22 years of age are campaigning to cancel Eminem on TikTok. The video, Love the Way You Lie, was a collaboration between Eminem and Rihanna, and it addressed a dysfunctional relationship between two people that was doomed to end in destruction, with neither of them wanting to leave the other. Upon the release of the video, it received critical acclaim for its honest look inside a relationship that dealt with domestic abuse. However, Gen Z took issue with the video when they heard the lyrics, if she ever tries to F and leave me again, I'm a tire to a bed and set this house on fire. Shortly afterwards, a campaign to pressure TikTok to cancel Eminem ensued, and the campaign even began to trend on Twitter. It began to gain even more ground after rapper Eminem then released his new tone-deaf video, featuring the lyric, I won't stop even when my hair turns gray, I'm tone deaf because they won't stop until they cancel me. Some saw this line as a response to the campaign to cancel the rapper on TikTok and the Twitter trend, hashtag cancel Eminem. Older Eminem fans pit millennials and Gen X against Gen Z critics who are pushing to cancel the rapper. For now, Eminem's fans appear to be dominating online. To give our audience an honest review, I've watched and listened to the lyrics of the videos Love the Way You Lie and the animated video Tone Deaf. When reviewing Love the Way You Lie, it certainly does appear to be a look into an abusive relationship between a couple. Both are as physically and emotionally abusive as the other. And the line, I'm a tire to a bed and set the house on fire and the imagery, doesn't seem clear on whether or not it's symbolic as both characters appear to have special effects of fire consuming both of them as they disappear. All in all, whether it is symbolic or literal, the video doesn't seem to appear to encourage violence of this sort. Instead, 
it appears to just take a look at the tragic state and loss of a relationship. And although I'm not a big fan of rap in general, I found this to be an honest look of abuse and nothing more. The images are dramatic and they do present the state of the relationship well. In the end, I can see why the music video received its critical acclaim for its message of the tragedy of abuse. As for the animated video Tone Deaf, it's humorous and does seem to poke fun at and mock cancel culture. In fact, in one scene, there's a TV with news scrolling on it with captions and titles that say Eminem isn't worried about cancel culture. And although one can't come right out and say that the video is completely focused on mocking cancel culture alone, the scene with the TV certainly IDs one group Eminem is certainly tone deaf towards. I've reviewed all types of music genres before, and that includes rap from many artists. I have to say that, yes, sure, there's swears, vulgarity, dark lifestyle themes, definitely, and Eminem's music videos are no exception to that. I have to admit that these particular music videos are much tamer than most of Eminem's other works, and for that matter, even comparing them to other rap artists' works as well. In fact, I would say that both videos are so much tamer than many other rap artists' music that it makes me question why Gen Z targeted Eminem and these two videos, especially when many within Gen Z tend to listen to much darker and violent music than these two videos in particular. So, why target them? Why target Eminem? Is there something more behind the hashtag cancel Eminem campaign? At the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist, the cancel culture movement to pursue Eminem and these two videos leaves me more questions than answers. Is a competitor behind this? And do they know how to manipulate Gen Z and the cancel culture mob at large? It's not that the mob isn't already easily led around by the nose. When one or two of them pursue someone with accusations, it doesn't seem to take much for the rest of the mob to jump on the bandwagon and mindlessly repeat and believe what the others in the mob are saying. So, what do you think? Is Gen Z and the council culture mob justified in their accusations? Why single out Eminem and these videos when the very same people from the mob probably listen to worse music and messages? Do you think there's something more behind this? Tell us what you think about this or any of the other topics on censorship and the council culture. You can leave us a comment on our show or by visiting us on www.uvoiceout.com and contact us and let us know what you think. You Voice Out, the show where you have a voice. Our show lets you weigh in on news and everyday topics. You Voice Out, a place where you can voice out your opinions or advice. Join us here next time on You Voice Up, when we take a look at church lockdowns and restrictions. Is it justified or have we gone too far?